Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello and welcome back to our Thursday episode this week. We've got more NBA talk for you. We're specifically talking about player futures. And specifically, I mean James Harden's future and Kyrie Irving's future. Both of them may or may not be with their same teams come next season. So let's start with James Harden. Obviously, the Sixers traded for him earlier this offseason. Now he's 32 years old, and the Sixers have a big decision coming up because he is eligible for a Supermax extension. Um, we know that the Sixers just lost Game 5 to the Heat, so that series might be wrapping up soon. Aiden, let me throw it to you. What do you think is the right answer for the 76ers here as far as dealing with James Harden goes? And that is a great question, Bartosh. There, there are a couple interesting <laughs> layers here. Uh, to start out, when Harden was traded, he said he'd opt into his $47 million player option for this year, for 2022, excuse me, um, for next season. However, the next day it was reported that that didn't happen. He said it was because he didn't file the necessary paperwork before the trade deadline was reached, which is actually pretty plausible, um, given that he doesn't have an agent at the moment and is shopping for one. So I can totally picture him being like, oh, crap, it's 3.05 Eastern on you know, trade deadline day um, and seeing a pass. With that said, I, do any of us trust Harden? Not really. Um, so Harden, as most probably know, will be eligible for a Supermax in August. So the Sixers, in my opinion, in terms of what they should do, should hold off on doing that as long as possible, probably forever. Um, but Harden, I, I feel like, is probably pretty locked on getting this extension. If not this summer, then at some point he passed up a four-year, $160 million extension with the Nets last year. The rumor was it was because he was waiting to for this summer to try to become the first $60 million man in the NBA. Um, so... We will see, but we we've seen from him this year. Like what we've seen from him this year is that that would be an albatross of a contract, likely. Um, with that said, Harden can make this tricky. He could obviously not opt into his player option, like he says he's going to, because even if the Sixers might not give him that supermax, I wouldn't be shocked if another team did. We've seen some suspect supermax deals before. You know, John Wall was on a, a supermax. That did not ban out Rudy Gobert, Wyatt's favorite player. Um, Wyatt's the only one on this podcast who supported that Supermax. Russell Aiden Westbrook, also obviously. thought uh, Joel Embiid won the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. <laughs> I stand by that claim. Up <laughs> I'm out there editing the Wikipedia page for the uh, <laughs> Skills Challenge. But anyway, um, with uh, like in Harden's defense, he's his down year was still 22. 10 assists, 8 rebounds. He's shown flashes of being the old Harden during the playoffs. Maybe a team bets on him being better, um, assuming that you know he was somewhat held back by hamstring issues this year. And also could hope that as he ages, he ages like Chris Paul to some degree, which I, I don't really see. Um, but anyway, so that's his first bit of leverage is obviously that he can opt out here. Um, and that gets even worse if the, the Sixers do manage to make it further in the playoffs, which where we're at currently, they're down 3-2. Um, Probably not. It's possible that they could. If the Sixers advance far enough, I feel like it's possible that he could 
you know, get the Sixers to give him the Supermax. So the main things I'm kind of interested in is how far would the Sixers have to advance for Harden to be able to actually have enough leverage to make them sign him to a Supermax over the summer? I don't know if, you know, there there is an answer to that. And also, would another team kind of hop in here to try to lure him away with such a contract? Uh-huh. Yeah, I I agree with you entirely that any team that does it would be making a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I just... I th- to answer your question, though, I think my answer would be reaching the finals. I think if they reach the finals, I would understand them extending him because then it seems like they could run it back next year. Yeah. I think even if they made it to the conference finals and didn't get like totally blown out, I think that's probably enough. I mean, the Sixers haven't been to the conference finals since AI in 01. And so like making it there with Harden would suggest like a, a pretty dramatic step forward from what they've done. Um, in the past, at least, like, I feel like in terms of, like, a mental barrier to it all. So, like, I, I think that to some extent, like, if they somehow, like, win these last two games against the Heat and um, make it to conference finals, I feel like that might be enough justification for, a, for him to get extended at that point. Not for $60 million. <clears throat> I mean, if, if you, look, if you extend him to the Supermax, uh, by the time he is, I mean, he'll be 37 years old making $60 million, which is absolutely insane. We'll be looking at his contract by the time he's 35, the same way, look, the same way we look at John Walls and Russell Westbrook's contract. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this. What exactly does James Harden do better than Lonzo Ball? At this point in their career, what does he do better than Lonzo Ball? He is not the first or he's not the second leading superstar on a championship team. I disagree with that. At best, he's their third best scorer. He's a decent three-point shooter. Uh, James Harden's an elite facilitator and playmaker. I'll give him that. There's a market for players like that. At the $20 million price point Lonzo Ball makes, James Harden scores 19 uh, points per game, 9 assists, and 5.8 rebounds. Lonzo Ball scores 13 points per game, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. I believe if Lonzo Ball was on the the 76ers, he would match James Harden's assist per game. Ball is also a better defender. He has a higher three-point percentage, more volume, or makes more on a similar similar volume, and he has a higher field goal percentage. He makes more on a less on a smaller volume. If the 76ers were to give him a supermax contract, it would be a huge mistake for a player who's on a serious and obvious decline. I do think to some extent it would be a mistake, but I also think that, like, what's the... Like, I think that the Sixers are probably in a better position with Harden on a Supermax than they are in letting Harden go and trying to retool again. Because if they let Harden go, then the team's probably in the worst position it's been since, like, 2017. Like, because they wouldn't have a true second superstar to pair with and beat at that point for the first... Like, say what you want about Ben Simmons, but, like, at Ben Simmons' best, he could have been probably a number two on a championship team. Um, and what and you know, if not for the weird Kawhi bounce um, in twenty eighteen nineteen, I still think that there's a very real shot the Sixers would have won the championship that year. Um, and like I think, I just don't, and I don't see like what they could possibly do to make the team better if they let Harden go. Use that so money like, for if, anything else. Yeah, but like what at this point would make the team Lonzo better Ball. than what Harden? <laughs> it would at least make them the same. <laughs> 
don't know. Does Lonzo draw defenses towards him? I feel like does James Harden? Really. No, I think he does. I think really, he does. But watching the game, the... you you think James Harden deter- has deserves respect from a yeah. def- from the defensive end? I, think, I yeah. strongly look disagree. At, with look, that. Look, look at the number of free throws he gets a game still at this point. Like, that's evidence that he draws attention from defenses, and they'll foul him to get him to paint to stop him from shooting and scoring. Yeah. I and strongly I like disagree by watching so... James Harden flail around on a on a consistent basis that he deserves as much respect as he has had in years past, especially not going into next year at 33 years old. I mean, he's a, he's a guy. He's averaging a triple double still. Like that that's that's never Lonzo Ball's never done anything. He's close averaging to that a triple life. double. Close. Nearly, close yeah. yeah. Nearly or he is. Lucas didn't say that he was. I, I said he's, he's averaging like... No, like you well, you like did 19, say he was. 22, 10, and 8. Yeah. So I, he yeah, didn't use the word nearly averaging... the first time, but yeah. Point made. Oh, he didn't. Okay. <laughs> I think I said like a triple. So like, I don't know. Within the realm In what? The like, playoffs? Yeah. He's 19, 5, and 8. It's not even close to a triple-double. Okay. No, I mean, but overall this season is what I'm talking about. Like, Born, Born Man's paid. I don't know. He's, I'm still just... three, he's still three rebounds away from a triple-double. Two, but, you know, if, if we're being precise about no, language No, he's not. He's seven rebounds a game. <laughs> no, it's, it's 22, 10, and 8. Lonzo it's Ball not... could do that. Is this argument a player, a, player, a, role play, a role player, Lonzo Ball, could do that. You're paying him to be a no, role player. No, he cannot. Yes, he could. Why hasn't Lonzo he Ball done that? Because Lonzo yeah. Ball plays on the Bulls. That's and why. Lonzo Ball's at his... He, played, like, he went from the Lakers to the prime, Pelicans to the right? Bulls. Lonzo Ball is a good player, but he's still yeah, yeah. not He's not putting up those numbers. He could. I mean, maybe if he took more shots, I guess. Sure. But. <laughs> higher well, three-point yeah. percentage, higher field goal percentage. Yeah, similar or less volume. Few... He's not shooting at a similar or less volume. Yes, or else he Yes, he is. No, he can't possibly be if he's only averaging 13 points per game and shooting at a higher percentage. Like, it just, just mathematically doesn't work out. No, as far like as field goals, maybe. Use... Not attempts, but, I mean, their three-point percentage. His, his three-point and his field goal percentage are higher. James Harden misses far more threes than Lonzo Ball does on a regular basis. Lonzo Ball shoots, like, seven doesn't threes a game. More. And he makes uh, any... I actually have basketball reference up here right now. I don't care about shoots. basketball reference. <laughs> That's literally the stats. I don't care about facts. <laughs> I'm on stat muse as well, so eat that. <laughs> Lucas, is Tyrese Maxey not good enough to be a number two in your opinion then? I don't think at this point, no. Imagine okay, Tyrese well, Maxey and Lonzo. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm looking at Chris Middleton's stats, the two from Milwaukee. And it's about the same as Tyrese Maxey. There's a small drop-off in those stats, but like Tyrese Maxey um, is more efficient, uh, better field goal percentage. I don't know. I That's think it. he's not that far off. That's pretty much all I got. Actually, he's not that far off. Though. Seventeen. I also think that like that's. I mean, it's a difference. I think Giannis is a better player or a more dominant player than Embiid is. Oh, okay. Wow. I think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever I heard you like, utter those words before. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've long been a Giannis defender. I know, Aiden, but I thought Aiden's you know, a hater. <laughs> no, 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 I think Giannis like is a more dominant player than Embiid is. Okay. I don't know. And so I think it's different. Do you think? Do you think Harden is the number two right now, though? Yeah, hmm. absolutely. There's a lot of people I think that disagree with that, though. Yeah, I, I bet he's you put up multiple thirty point things. thirty point games this this uh, playoff. I don't know. Harden? Uh, Maxi. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, it's his role. He's like the two guard. It's like the two? Harden plays. <laughs> Maxi plays the two guard, yeah. 
you know, like a, the shooting guard. Yeah, I know. Like, no, we're no. gonna <laughs> parse through it, but no, like that. It's more his role to score. Like Harden's the distributor on that team. Yeah, and but I mean, does he? So Harden has no scoring responsibility at all. You got to pay him sixty million dollars. No, I'm not saying he has no responsibility at all. <laughs> I, I'm saying that he's an elite distributor who can score more than 20 points a game, and I think that's when? worth re-signing. When? When can he he's do He's literally it? averaging 22 points a game this year. That's In the regular mad. season, we're talking about the playoffs. He's, he's, okay, he's less, averaging, what, 19 points a game? Yeah, he's, he, it's, it's, a less, game? it's less than 20, is it not? Or is my math wrong? Okay, but, like, I mean... Theoretically, what's the difference between 19 and 20 points a game? And that's, the difference between 89 and 90. That, that's what, that's the same difference that you that you held Jared to, is that in 1989 and 1990 aren't the same thing. And I'm going to hold you to this. 19 is less than 20. Therefore, he's not a 20-point-per-game scorer. That's not, not the way I see it. Okay, roughly, though. Like, I don't know. Like, Okay, once everybody's done being pedantic, can we, <laughs> I have a question, which, Lucas, I feel like this goes back to what you were saying. Do you think, like, looking three years down the line, for instance, does it not kind of frighten you, the thought of, like, not being able to build around Embiid because you've tied up with Harden's contract? Like, I understand next year they probably would be worse if they let him go, but Embiid's mm-hmm. only 28. Like, I feel like you can build around him long term. I think you have a very narrow window with Embiid. I think really? his body's going to start breaking down. Mm relatively soon interesting i think i think, I think your true. window with Embiid is maybe like two three more years max of him at his peak hmm. i like, think I mean, that's true i i think the sixers have done a good enough job so far though as far as drafting getting tyrese maxi yeah. i know shake milton isn't a superstar but he's a really good piece uh mm-hmm. Matthew seibold like <clears throat> like i mean i i think it's gonna be just as dumb as when they signed when tobias harris got a max contract as well yeah. I don't, i'm sorry i don't remember if he got it with the sixers or not but <laughs> but I mean, like, the, I feel like that's a bad contract, and he's the number three. You don't have to sign number threes to a max contract, let alone a super max contract. I'm I'm very serious about this. There is nothing he does exponentially better than Lonzo Ball does. As far like on a regular basis, he shoots more free throws. Lucas, to answer your question, why he scores more points, <clears throat> free throw attempts. Lonzo Ball has less than one on a per game basis, and James Harden has ten. Well, eight, it's eight. I mean, that, that's like inherent in their value, and that like Harden draws the attention of defenses, so he gets fouled. I mean, because he just barrels his not. way in the lane. I don't think he's he's not drawing the fouls by respect of these def- of scared defenders who just have to I hack mean, him. People aren't people aren't guarding Law on so hard, and then he can shoot like at a decent clip with, with not being guarded hard. Where it's like I'm just he, I'm just saying he, as far as like he doesn't have the same volume, but as far as a scoring efficiency goes, far more far better efficient scorer than a. James Harden is. I don't know. Like, and he's a better defender. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I, he, Harden's not a great defender. I'll give you that. But like, I don't he's know. not even a good defender. Let, he's let, let alone this, great in this series. Yeah, but he's an average defender at best. But I'm saying it's a difference yeah. of forty million dollars. I can't live with that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've never argued that it's like ideal. I just think that it's like. Uh, what what's your other op? Like I don't think there's a a better option out there for the Sixers than to resign Harden just because like the Embiid window is so narrow. Like I you can't okay, take, well, like <clears throat> they did have a better winning percentage pre trade deadline without Ben Simmons this year than they did afterwards. They had a seventy two percent winning percentage before the trade deadline, and then afterwards sixty five percent. 
Yeah, they also had a really hard schedule down the back stretch. Okay. And like, well, I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. I just don't think I. I don't think James Harden makes the Sixers that much better. You were saying you were one thing you were worried about. I believe. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just accuse you of saying this. I believe you said though that you didn't like that they gave up so much depth, and that their bench was was pretty fried yeah. after that trade. Why not just retool that, and you'll save all, so much money not giving it to James Harden. I don't know. Maybe even a yeah, signing trade. Like, I don't know. It's such a delicate like balance of like, like, but their starting five is so much better now than it was like a few months ago. It's like there has to be like some retooling. Like they got, I think they got to get rid of most of their bench pieces who aren't maybe Shake Milton or Matisse Thybul. Like I, even Shake Milton could probably go, even though he's a nice piece. Like I, they have no true backup center that like provides any value. Like that's a huge issue. Like. The non-Embiid minutes are, like, brutal every single time because they just get killed in the paint. You saw that in, like, the whole game one and game two. And so, like, it wasn't good that they gave up that depth, but I think it's easier to fit. Like, it's easier to find good role players than it is to find somebody who gives you the upside that Harden does. But not if you are sitting there with no cap space which they would be they they're yeah, i'm looking at they're they're already negative 50 million he has he has <laughs> no leverage who else is who else is going to give him a, a super max granted every team is negative which doesn't really make sense to me but yeah they're <laughs> they're, they're 18th in space and i think but who are the who are the top three teams that have available cap space spurs Knicks, pistons yeah so james harden has the choice between signing a lesser deal with the 76ers I'm going with a Supermax with the Spurs, Knicks, and Pistons. The Knicks would totally do that. <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. <laughs> but I'd let them. I would not be afraid. Jay, same yeah. thing. We keep using the word that the Sixers are better with them, but they're not worse without them. I don't know. I think they're, they're objectively in the worst position they've been in in five years if they let Harden walk. I would know. But what if they can convince Kyrie to leave the Nets? As well. <laughs> what if they can snag well, yeah, I don't I mean, know, yeah. Zach Levine off? You know, he's yeah, an un- unrestricted free agent yeah. this year. Maybe. No, like, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of variables. But, like, just the pure idea of, like, letting Harden walk and then just, like, retooling, <clears throat> I think is an objectively worse outcome than, like, mm-hmm. resigning him. I don't know. I'm not sure I agree. But me either. We'll have to agree to disagree. <clears throat> yeah. And those of us who have watched the Sixers play like 60 to 70 games this year, you know, we can give their opinions a little more weight in the conversation, but it's fine. Brutal. Brutal but true. Okay. Well. I'm too busy watching 80s basketball. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Let's talk about a team that got zero views this season. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. But I, I'm talking about the Nets, talking about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie recently said some interesting things regarding his future and his role within the Nets organization. He said something about wanting to (laughs) co-manage. Interesting stuff. He has a player option this offseason so he can stay if he wants to. So, Wyatt, what do you think Kyrie should do? And what do you think that the Nets are hoping that he does? (laughs) Well, I would hope that he opts out and he retires from the game of basketball if if you're the Nets. There is nothing that the Nets can actually say to Kyrie Irving that will resonate with him, that he'll actually kind of put him in a sense of reflection. The Nets should want Kyrie Irving to lay low for the next couple of months. Quotes like, we're going to be managing the franchise alongside the GM, and we're cornerstones, cannot come from Kyrie or Kyrie's camp over the next X amount of months before 
any big moves are, are made. Kyrie Irving has, has assigned himself as the assistant head coach. Then he elevated himself to the assistant GM, and he locked himself in at that role by calling himself a cornerstone, all while being the single biggest detractor that the Nets have in, in their organization. And there was a stint of NBA Twitter where the media fell back in love with Kyrie Irving because of his abilities. The second he came back from his vaccination, you know, exemption, you know, time off, he was a highlight reel, walking highlight reel. And we all loved him for it. And it made a lot of people forget that there is not a single positive moment in Kyrie Irving's entire tenure with the Brooklyn Nets. It's bizarre. Kyrie truly believes something else happened entirely, that he sees the game from a bigger lens and that there are so close to being able to compete for a championship and that they're this well-run, stable, you know, complete team. He has unlimited pay, uh, paid time off. He uses it at whim whenever he wants to. He missed an entire stretch of basketball last year because of his own personal whatever reasons. He was unavailable during last year's playoffs because of health. He was unavailable during this year's re- regular seasons because of his social justice march being the voice for the voiceless and uh, remaining completely silent. And his entire Nets team has not even sniffed the Eastern Conference Championship. Just like James Harden, maybe less like James Harden, there is not a single team in the league that would give Kyrie Irving a max contract without Kevin Durant coming along with him. And that's the only reason he's still in the Nets today. I think there's one team that would that would give him a max contract. I feel like the Sacramento Kings would. I feel like it's a match made in Why? heaven because it's a franchise that actually that isn't really that interested in winning. And I think it's a perfect spot <laughs> oh for Kyrie. Gosh. He kind of wants to win, but that's not that's like his main strange. objective. Orlando or like the OKC Thunder, like the Wizards, maybe one of those teams too. Thunder would do it for draft picks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Thunder would do anything to add a few more graphics. <laughs> like the already ludicrous number that they have. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, okay, but you have to assume that like next season, the the anti-vax stuff won't, won't be relevant anymore. That there won't be any restrictions, and then like assuming you get a full season out of him, I mean, it's not like he's he's clearly contributing a lot to them winning games. I don't think it's that. It seems simplistic to just say, yeah, like we don't want him because he's a distraction sometimes. I agree he's a distraction. But even before that, but even before that, he had his thing where he was like, he was flirting with retirement even before all the vaccine stuff. Wasn't he not? Was he not? And he was going to be like uh, Lauren Hill or something, retire at the top of his game or whatever, all these comparisons (laughs) he was making. (laughs) It's crazy. I don't want that on my team. You don't know if he's going to play mid-season if you guys are slumping. You don't know if he's going to continue. You really don't. Yeah, but what's the Nets alternative option here? They just freaking rebuild, man. That place is that place is destroyed. Yeah. I mean, with the Nets KD. just blowing up at this point. Oh, if you yeah. have Durant, you are not rebuilding. Yeah, I, I feel like it's the worth Lakers it have even LeBron. if you have to deal with Kyrie. Yeah. Look what happened. Well, yeah, the and Anthony Davis. Either. <laughs> like, the Lakers are going to try to make another title run next year, right? Yeah, they have to do it I smartly mean, though. They can't try to like bring in some other random superstar like that's 
past their prime. I don't know. I don't know. Demarcus well, Cousins or something. Maybe they bring in James Harden <laughs> <laughs> after all. There, there's reports that said the Lakers might just keep Russ after all. Yeah. yeah. Which is I mean, insane. Yeah. Well, but Russ <clears> also <throat> has a player option, I think. So yeah. Maybe they both take their options and then Russ and Harden can swap. <laughs> I don't know who wins that. But. Look, look. Think about all the things that have happened so far that Kyrie Irving has been a net. All of their culture, all of their fun young role players, gone. Traded away for some piece or another. Kyrie's doing. Their coach who had been part of that culture, who had had some success, gone. Replaced with Steve Nash, who clearly has not a single ounce of coaching, uh, you know, not knowledge, but professionalism, skill. Um, cannot convert what he knows about basketball into a coaching perspective. And him then, of course, himself, unreliable, absent, and not impactful as far as a player goes. I mean, Kyrie Kyrie has has been a part of this franchise for a couple of years. Let's say long enough to know what you're going to get out of him, and it's not enough. It's not good enough. Not even close. Well, but yeah, okay. If if he accepts his option, then you're saying the Nets should try to trade him. Absolutely, no, I absolutely just, would. Well, no know. one's going to trade for yeah, him. Yeah, people thing. don't want him. You just right, play it out. But you're not. Yeah. But the same thing with James Harden. I'm not giving him any more money than he makes right now. If we're signing him to another contract, it's two years max, and we're just going to play it year by year, basically. Or you just play it out for the last for the last year, and you make him make a decision whether or not he wants to come back as a player who makes significantly less money, or he wants to retire. But I'm not going to do the dance with him. Mm. He wants to, he wants to go to the dance. You learn how to tango a little bit. <laughs> All I'm saying for thirty million dollars, Brooklyn, I'd be playing. <laughs> There you have it. Wyatt will not dance with Kyrie Irving, but he will play basketball in his place at that level. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. Can to both our episodes me. this week. And yes, that's intended to guilt you if you haven't listened to our first episode this week. We'll be back next week with plenty more, probably a bunch more NBA talk. Um, listen to our side shows, No Days Off, Pit Stop. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen. And... As always, follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and see you next week.